Hello, everyone. This is The Adventures of Kayla and Silas, a podcast about everything travel. Each week, we cover travel topics we find interesting and that we hope you will, too. Last week, our episode ran a little long, and we wanted to make sure we got it out in time because we're on a little bit of a time crunch. And so this week, we will be sharing the second half of last week's episode. So enjoy. Bath was the next stop on our trip, and we did a few things in the city that night. We got to town, and we decided to uh, check out TripAdvisor for a good restaurant, and we found the Circus Restaurant, which was only, I don't know, a few blocks, um, I guess maybe about a 15, 10, 15-minute walk from where we were staying. Bath is really manageable. Really like, walkable. Yeah, very walkable. And so this is kind of on the other side, but it still was a short walk. And we were very impressed with the restaurant. The food was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it said it was, you know, it, it was the moderately priced restaurant, but the food and the service really felt like it was much fancier than it was. So that was really nice. And it was another one of those restaurants where we kind of walked in like, there's two of us crossing our fingers behind our backs that yeah. that they had a spot because it was clear they were busy and we knew we didn't have reservations. <laughs> we should probably think about food more. More in advance More than we do. More in advance than we do. But, but once again that night, we decided to try all the courses, yep. and we got very full, and it was very good. So we had a very long meal, and at the end of the meal, we were getting ready to leave, and the waiter brought us our check and said, oh, we were sitting outside as well. And he mm-hmm. said, you guys, just so that you know, it's going to rain pretty soon. And we said, really? And he said, yeah, I'm English, and I just have a sixth sense about these sort of things, so you should probably know that since you're sitting outside that it's going to rain pretty soon. We said, oh, well, we're ready to pay then. So we we paid and went to the restroom quick. And then we were like, it's not raining. It's not that big a deal. We weren't even two blocks away. Well, but the thing was like, Within 30 seconds of him saying it was going to rain, it started sprinkling, which wasn't a big deal. Lightly sprinkling. So we went to the restroom and then we went to walk back to the baths and it just, yeah, it was like two blocks and it just comes pouring down and there, and it was one of those. nothing we could do. It was, we were in one of those parts of town where it was like, either we like stand in, in someone's doorway, like someone's personal house, which is doorway, weird. which we felt would be weird. If we would have been like two blocks further along, there would have been like storefronts we could have ducked into. And we eventually found a tree at a park that we went under, but the... And it didn't rain for very long. No, it didn't rain long at all, but it was, he definitely spoke some truth that night about the rain <laughs> that was coming. So right after dinner, we did go to the Roman Baths, which yep. we were there for the last two hours that it was open. It was awesome. We would highly recommend going at night. The next day, we we walked by on our way to something else, and we saw a line out the door in a big queue for, I don't know, there were, I, don't, I can't even imagine how many people were already in there. Well, and I think it's one of those things that big tour groups go to. Yes. So for those of you who don't know, Bath was one of the Roman outposts during the height of their civilization, and as such, they had public buildings, much like you'd find in Rome, really, and much like in Rome, they are all underground to today's ground level, and so the Roman baths, you walk in, and the first thing you see, you look down, and you see about, what, 10 feet lower is 
this big bath area. As you go down, you realize it was much larger than it is even today. Still, they're still excavating other parts of it. So there was a temple or two. And then there's also, they call them the East and the West Baths, which were all of these smaller like saunas and treatment rooms and changing rooms. And the complex really is quite large, but it's all underground. So when you're walking around town, you don't really even notice that it exists. Yeah. But it's just such this interesting chunk of history. And so it really is, I think, like the the thing you see in Bath, right? Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. It's like not like not going there would be like not going to the Coliseum in Rome. Sure. So, yeah, it was really busy, but the nighttime atmosphere was really great because there was one there medium was one size tour group, group there while we were there, but besides them, I think it was us and the tour group. That was basically the only yeah. people there. And it was really, really nice. We could kind of go at our own pace, and we weren't in anyone's way, and no one was in our way. So if you do happen to head to Bath and you want to go visit the Roman Baths, try and do the tour at night. And what we also mm-hmm. saw was that they have a deal where you can do that and then the restaurant attached, right? Yeah, so it's like a twilight at the Baths. Or I mean, they have a name for it, but so that you're paying for admittance to the tour as well as... And it's one of those places where you get an audio guide and so you can listen in many, many languages about all these different details And we didn't listen to every little thing because, frankly, we were going to run out of time. So we got there about two hours before they closed. And I think they're only open that late in the summer. So maybe that's the only time you can do the dinner deal. But we really, really enjoyed it. So I would say, you know, definitely give yourself two and a half hours before close. I would show up around then. If you can go even earlier, then you could add in the dinner component as well. Yes. Which would be cool. There's two... uh, pretty cool restaurants attached so the the whole point of the roman baths is just a an amazing museum and it was really Mm -hmm. fun to be able to to visit that and learn about the history of it's especially interesting for us i think because we just were in rome a few months ago yeah yep and so it's like continuing the story of the roman empire a little bit it was really really cool and with all that information we just learned in rome very fresh in our heads still um, it made a lot of sense, and we were able to see the parallels and the um, similarities, and just a really cool experience. So it was it was a lot of fun, and, and after that, we decided we would go out for a pint at the end of the night. Oh yeah! And just for a quiet pint, we were going to have one, then head back to our rooms and, and go to bed because we had an early morning uh, to head to Stonehenge and trying to find a pub that was open and that didn't look too busy and most of them were actually pretty quiet but we popped into this one that was only a few blocks from our hotel and I got a pint of Guinness and you got a pint of cider and we were having Mm -hmm. a nice conversation and all of a sudden out of nowhere these four or five guys show up super rowdy super rowdy and they are trying to order a round of pints for themselves but they've already had enough to drink that this task has proven to be very difficult and so they're yelling about, oh, do I, am I getting this? Are you getting that? No, I want this. I want that. And one guy couldn't make up his mind whether he wanted a Guinness or a cider. No, I'll get a cider and a Guinness. And he said Guinness first. And so the bartender went and started pouring it. But the bartender came back and he's like, no, make mine a cider. And he said, sorry, I've already started pouring your, your Guinness. You, you can't really switch your order now. Right. It's too late. It's too late. And the guy was like, oh, well, uh, and... 
I thought that I might have a second pint and said, oh, I don't mind taking your pint of Guinness. I'll pay for it myself if you want to get a cider. Right, like I'll trade you more I'll, or less. Yeah, just go ahead and get what you want. I'll take care of the, the pint that's already been poured. Well, he was too drunk to figure out what I was talking about. So then he said, no, I'll get a pint of Guinness. And so then the guy poured a second pint. And then he also, I believe, ordered a pint of cider because he changed his mind again. And, he was in good shape. And then, <laughs> and then somebody gave money for the whole round and paid for all the drinks that they, they had bought. And then the guy said, oh, well, I don't want that cider then can you just take that off the order the guy said no i've already rung it up like this is you've you've lost your chance there are no refunds here (laughs) for for that and so the guy was very confused and i said well you you've already paid for this and i don't have any cash to give you like how do we want to settle this are you you're welcome just to take this pint it's yours you can drink sit over here and drink it i don't care or we can figure something else out and then they decided that the best thing to do for the pint was to play a game called spoof, which they just said, oh, I'll spoof you for it, or I'll play you in spoof for it, or something. I wasn't catching all the words they were saying, and I said, well, what is that? And they said, oh, it's spoof. And I said, I understand what the name of it is now, but what is it? And they said, it's a game. We're going to play. We're going to play for the pint. And I said, okay, well, what is it? And they said, well, it's spoof. And this went on for a while. It was like 20 minutes. Of, and by the end, really, I just was like looking at my phone. Very uninterested. Caleb Sa- became very uninterested. Silas was trying to still be nice to these guys. And I was just I kind was of I was very like, interested simply because I had never heard of spoof. And I felt like it was either going to end poorly for me or it was going to be silly. But the bartender seemed to have my back at this point. So I wasn't too The bartender concerned. was very annoyed with the, the group of with guys. With the group of guys yeah. and, and very concerned for Kayla and I because he recognized I was trying to do a nice thing for the group and then it turned into... I mean, we just thought that it was going to become this like scam, right? Like it felt a little scammy. It turned into a circus and yes, it, yeah. it felt very scammy. So finally, the rules come out that you have to have three coins in your hand and everyone in the circle... Three coins in your pocket. Sorry, yes. Three coins in your pocket. You reach into your pocket and you pull out one, two, or three coins. Or zero. Well, I don't know if zero was actually the rules, but several people were playing by pulling out zero because several people in the group didn't want to play at all. And it's still unknown if anyone in the group had three... Three, three coins. Three whole coins in their, in their pockets. So you reach into your pocket with the coins and you pull out one, two, or three of them. We'll say that for right now. And then you keep your hand closed. And then you go around the circle. Each person guesses how many coins total there are being held out. So if Kayla and I are playing it, I have two coins in my hand. She has three in her hand. And uh, she guesses that there are only two coins total. And I guess five coins total, which would be accurate. I win that round. And is it then just the closest I'm person, out. or do you only win if you get exactly the right you, number? You really weren't paying attention the other night, were you? No. You have to guess exactly. And so okay. each round, so if, if you win... So if there's two people playing, it's between the numbers two and six. Yep. Like, that's the minimum and maximum. Exactly. And so then the next round, you know, if there's a larger group, each round that somebody guesses... They win and they're out because after, this is the point that I forgot to mention. After the pint was sitting on the table, I said, oh, well, I'll just lose on purpose if that's the case. 
and I'll get a free pint. And he said, no, you won't. He bought a shot of whiskey and then dropped that into the pint glass. But I think the whole time, too, we thought people were playing for the pint, like it was the prize. And then it turned out that that was like the loser's punishment. Punishment was to drink this pint with. So we go around and we're we're playing and I end up winning around and getting out. And then the guy who basically became the ringleader of this whole shenanigan. The instigator. The instigator ended up being the one who lost and had to neck the pint, which I thought just meant you have to chug it. You have to drink quickly and that's the end of it. But no, he had to use no hands to drink the pint and he bit the pint glass and picked it up and drank the whole thing without using his hands and it was uncomfortable to watch, but he did it. And uh, the it was bar- kind of impressive. The bartender, after all of that that he had gone through, said, "You know, that's that's actually kind of impressive." So I think he won the bartender over after making a huge mess by dropping the shot into the beer and getting confused about how many beers he actually wanted to buy. So very interesting spoof story now now we now we know how to play spoof now we know how to play spoof you know how to play spoof you can play the game with your friends at the bar at home for any number of things i'm sure so or you know now to avoid the game spoof. avoid the game spoof at a bar especially when playing the guy from ireland they know all the secrets they know all the tricks you might lose was he irish he was yeah oh my gosh so all right so enough of that story so that was the end of that night and then uh, the next morning we went to stonehenge we did. and like i said before stonehenge rocks <laughs> so i did a lot of research about stonehenge because silas had gone before but it was part of like an organized tour with the international students that were at the university there in wales So I did a lot of research and, you know, it kind of turns out that Stonehenge wasn't built close to a a train station, go figure. Or at least the British didn't build a train station close to Stonehenge. And so in order to get there, you kind of have to take a shuttle one way or another. Either you do what we did, which was we booked a shuttle basically from the city center of Bath where we were staying because we thought that would be easier. Because otherwise we would have had to take a train to the closest train station and then there's a shuttle from there. And we kind of did the math, and it seemed like it would just be easier to do it all at once instead of transferring. And so we booked a tour with Scarper Tours, and it was actually quite quite nice. It takes about an hour to get there from the city center of Bath, and it's like a very central location where they pick you up. And once you get out there, they hand you your wristbands and your audio guides. And so there's very little effort on your part to, to do anything. But I had read some reviews that said you could do Stonehenge in 45 minutes. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, that's just rocks. Yeah. But I didn't realize there's, it's actually, you know, basically a full museum. There's these audio guides. There's lots to learn when you're out by the, by the stones. And then there's also like these other archaeologically significant points of interest kind of around Stonehenge. And then there's also an exhibit back at the visitor center. And so there's actually quite a lot to do out there. And so I'm really glad that we did do the tour because they gave us two hours out there. And I think we probably could have stayed for three, especially if we had tried to do lunch out there or anything like that. You know, definitely don't think it's only going to take you an hour. I suppose from the visitor center, it's probably a mile or two out to the actual stones. 
And so if you walk both ways, you can make an even longer trip. But I suppose there's a shuttle too, so that would make it faster. We did a shuttle one way and then walked back. So we kind of split the difference there. But you can take the shuttle and that wouldn't take as long that way. But out there, there were all of these spots where you could stop and you could push the button on your audio guide and learn more. And and really there's a lot to learn. And so I'm glad that we got to do kind of the the two-hour version, not the one-hour version, because I don't think that we would have felt like we we quite accomplished a lot. Right. No, it was it was a lot of fun to to see the rocks. And once again, an unnaturally beautiful day for the southern part of UK. It um, was. Yeah, it was really sunny. The, the sun was out, and, and so we got lots of really cool pictures there. But after Stonehenge, we went back to Bath, and we walked around for a bit, and we stopped for lunch at this fun pizza joint. Yeah. And sampled the cider that they had on tap, and it was like specifically a cider place, pizza and cider place. So like you cider. could get a whole flight just of cider. So we got to try fun. lots of different ciders. Kayla didn't like the drier ones. The drier ones, uh, the sweeter ones. Not surprisingly, Kayla really enjoyed because she loves sugar. But after that, we had a very relaxing end of our time in Bath by heading over to the thermal baths which is basically a modern-day Roman bath. Yeah. And uh, I think that's the, the whole purpose because the, the hot springs are still active and working just fine, and so the thermal bath is using that same, that same spring or, or springs near it that, uh, to heat their water. So it was really, really fun. We would have liked to have been able to book a massage there because they have spa packages where you can get massages and have a dinner and... Um, go to the pools, but we didn't book it soon enough. Yeah, apparently that's one of the places where you definitely do have to have a reservation yes. in advance. And they also have, uh, the spa is called Therme, and they also have like evening packages. There's a restaurant there, so there's other things you can do. But it was really great. Like you walk in, they give you a towel and a, a robe and flip-flops, and they give you a little wristband that can you can use to charge purchases at the restaurants or to use to open and close your locker. And so, and it's water, it's like a waterproof little rubber band sort of thing. And so it's really great because you don't have to take anything with you into the spa really, except for your robe and your flip flops. Cause you can't take your phone. They don't allow, they don't have phones or no phones. I was hoping to get, they have a, a rooftop pool and I was hoping to get some cool shots of the city from up there. But then it says marked clearly in several places, no cameras at all. So yeah, Silas was really sad about was that. Pretty sad about that. But but it was it was great. So we went to the rooftop first. It was very sunny out again, uncharacteristically uncharacteristically UK. sunny. And so we stayed up there for a while till our eyeballs started to burn. And then they have a whole floor that's uh, saunas, and there's like an ice room and showers. And then we went downstairs, and that's where they have. A nice, warm, regular pool, I guess. Basically the same as the pool upstairs, except it was inside. Yeah. But there was like a current, like you could basically do it like the lazy river. You could just float around. Yeah, it was a it was a very lazy, lazy river, but it was uh, really nice and really relaxing. We had a lot of fun. We wish that we, I, I personally wish that we could have had more time to walk around the city. Definitely have to try and go back where we can just spend more time exploring the city and going shopping and trying a few more restaurants and things, but really, really nice city mm-hmm. for city exploring. So, 
And Bath's really close to Stonehenge, so if that's something that you want to see, it makes a good kind of combination trip. There's a lot of history there because, you know, Stonehenge is 4,500 years old as when they started building it, at least. It took supposedly 1,000 years for them to build. And then the Roman baths are, what, 2,000 years old? So Old, old things happening. Lots of old things are happening there. there. But yeah, the and getting to Stonehenge from Bath is is quite easy. So after Bath, we took the 15-minute train ride over to Bristol where we were staying for the evening because from there we flew out to Amsterdam, which is where we are recording this right now. Yeah. And we spent the night there. We got to go to a nice Italian restaurant. I ate way too much and went back to the hotel room and basically passed out right away. I kind of was half awake while Kayla watched several episodes of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which apparently is on Netflix over here. Yeah, it's not on Netflix States. at home. So, so we're trying Every to... time we travel, we watch a little more Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So it was uh, a pretty so, yeah, quiet So we evening. didn't really do anything last night. And it's like the place we went for dinner, I don't think was like highly rated or anything like that. Not, we just, not the top Italian restaurant we Bristol, were just too sleepy to, to kind of wander out into town because it didn't seem like we were really kind of in the heart of town. We were just like the hotel right. closest to the, the bus for the, the airport. So. so we've kind of had a lazy day so far here in that between transferring to the airport this morning and then flying here and then transferring here from the airport. And we've ventured out to get lunch and some groceries and some snacks. But otherwise, we have a lot to do in Amsterdam over the next few days, but we're not planning to actually go down to the Canal District today because our hotel's a little bit further out. A little bit further out, and uh, we are going to try and catch up on a little bit of work and Mm -hmm. uh, some work email and stuff so it doesn't get away from us while we're on this trip. But that is pretty much our show. Next week, we will be talking about our adventures in Amsterdam. We have lots of things planned over the next five days. And um, we're really looking forward to sharing all of our stories with you soon. As always, we ask that you leave any questions you have in the comment section below. Or if you have a specific question, feel free to email us directly or connect with us on social media. Our email address is kaylaandsilas at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest by searching Kayla and Silas. Once again, we're Kayla and Silas wishing you luck on your upcoming adventures. Ciao.